because I legitimately felt God calling me uh, to do what I'm currently doing, which is teaching Bible in a classroom to middle school students. Hey there, true believers, and welcome to Simply Devotion, the podcast that is all about seeking Jesus on deeper theological levels, because he is worthy of all of our devotion. amazing episode of Simply Devotion, the podcast that is all about Jesus and the many reasons that he is worthy of all of our devotion. Now, before we invite John in, I want to talk to you a little bit about the podcast. I want to give a little bit of a history of the podcast. I want to tell you a little bit about what's been going on and why I've kind of been on hiatus. The fact that I have a future plan for this amazing podcast that is about our amazing Jesus. I feel like a lot of people started podcasts during the pandemic, and I was one of those people who started podcasts through the pandemic. But I didn't do it to start a podcast. I simply bought a microphone to do better Zoom meetings, and somebody saw the microphone on my desk and said, you should do a podcast. I would listen to that. And of course, uh, me being me, uh, jumped at any chance to do anything anyone suggested, and dived in and was probably over my head. First season, I felt was a strong season in my podcast, but it was just me talking to a microphone and that was kind of, you know, well, just me. So then in season two, I connected with Jonathan Martin, the professional educator at Forest Lake Education Center. And John agreed to become my co-host. And John was willing to share with me our shared passion of understanding the historical Jesus. And for that reason, season two will probably always to some degree be my absolute favorite season of this podcast. One, it's when I started working with John on the podcast. And two, it was when I dove into the historical Jesus, which is a topic that I love and will always be studying. What do we mean by the historical Jesus? We simply mean what we know from actual history, including and outside of the Bible about this figure called Jesus. And we use that as a metric to show that the things we know and love and believe about Jesus are historically accurate. And so for that reason, I just love season two so much. But 
I ran into problems. And I'm gonna be honest about my problems. The problems I ran into was I started a doctorate program at the same time as I was launching season two of my podcast. I had great intentions. I had the whole season mapped out. I had a recording schedule with John. I had notes prepared for each episode and I was well organized, but the doctorate program at the same time as the pandemic was going on really caught up with me and I quickly became burned out. Not necessarily burned out with the podcast, but burned out with the pandemic, burned out with the doctorate program, burned out with pastoring in a world where you couldn't be in direct contact with people. It was just such a stressful time. And I felt like I was coming out of that. And I felt like life was returning to normal. And me and John began to record again. And me and John began to release more episodes. And I apologized once before to you about being behind in my schedule, but assured you to not worry, we would get caught up. And then another major life change happened. I transferred from Solid Rock, which had been my church of 11 years with many deep, meaningful relationships to the amazing opportunity I was given to be the senior pastor at Vienna Seventh-day Adventist Church in Vienna, Virginia. And this was an opportunity that I just could not turn my back on. I really felt the call of Jesus to become the senior pastor in Vienna Seventh-day Adventist Church. And so I did. And that was another major transition point in my life that was beautiful but stressful. And I'm being transparent and honest with you. I'm still in that transition and loving it, to be honest with you. I have the opportunity here at Vienna, Seventh-day Adventist Church, to pastor a large congregation, to have associate pastor, to have a whole elementary school attached as a ministry of the church, and also to live right here on this beautiful campus in Northern Virginia. I am a man who is very blessed, and my family is thriving in this new church placement. As hard as it was to leave solid rock. At the same time, there was no doubt God was calling me to this place. And I have made so many new friends, so many rich relationships, and added them to my old relationships that I am truly blessed beyond anything I deserve. That said, it did create another vacuum where I could not afford the bandwidth to continue editing the podcast and getting the podcast out to you. And honestly, all the transition points in my life were catching up with me and I just had to let some things go. I've seen so many podcasts just die out and end without warning since the pandemic's been over. People who started it and didn't intend to keep going. And I wouldn't blame you if you thought that was mine as well. But I want to tell you, I will never end this podcast without telling you. I might get busy. I might get delayed. It may take some time to get an episode out. But this podcast is not over unless you hear it from me. You might not realize this, but... 
the bulk of the work in producing a podcast bi-weekly or weekly or bi-monthly, whatever schedule a podcaster uses, the bulk of the work actually is in the editing. It's not in the recording. It's not even in the preparing. It's not even in getting your content together. It is in editing. And while John does partner with me in content creating, I am the editor. And so the reason podcasts have not got out to you is not because we've not created and recorded content but rather it's because it literally takes me probably seven hours of editing to edit one episode. And I have also felt like in the past, I could have edited certain episodes better. And so I felt stuck. Like, do I have an extra seven hours? Why my life is in transition? Even if I have an episode already recorded to get it edited? And the answer often was no. And then if I did, would the episode be of good quality or would I just be slapping it together to get out an episode to not disappoint you? Of course, the last few years doing this podcast, so many of you have reached out with nice things to say with accolades and gratitude for the content that me and John have been creating. And so I feel like I owe it to those who have hung in there to, uh, yes, put out episodes, but also to put out episodes that are of higher quality and not just slap things together because I can't find seven extra hours in a week to edit an episode. You know, when you count uh, content creation and then you count recording and then you recount planning, you have probably about 12 hours into a 45-minute podcast that you listen to. And that can get stressful when you don't want to shortchange your church, shortchange your family or fail out of your doctorate program. And so I am seeking balance and I am wanting to work for you and to continue to produce this podcast and at the same time not always have to apologize for episodes not getting out on time or for people to completely forget who we are because some transition is happening in our lives. We do have currently more episodes on the historical Jesus that we have not edited or released, and they are absolutely forthcoming. I will put the time into edit them and get them out to you. We had by we, I mean me and John, had set up and began to plan out season three. However, maybe this second break where we've had some time to think about it may spark new levels of creativity. So I want to ask you, do you have thoughts on what topics you would like to hear discussed and taught 
in season three. Simply Devotion is all about Jesus and our devotion to Jesus. And we've focused on various topics in season one. And in season two, we focused on the historical Jesus. And in season three, we were going to focus on the Jesus of the book of Revelation. However, do you want strict exegetical biblical teaching? Maybe you want some discussion episodes where we discuss life or we discuss ministry or we discuss parenting or teaching or pastoring. There could be other things you're interested in or that are just as much all about Jesus. And so I think that I want to ask you to go to our website and simplyvinny.com, hit the contact button, and to let me know what it is you would like to hear in season three. Maybe you want a mix of various things. Maybe you want little blocks of exegetical biblical teaching and little blocks of pragmatic Christian living or lifestyle and little blocks about, I don't know, leadership or ministry. Drop us a line. Let us know. And to that end, we will get out the rest of season two. We will plan out a season three. And we will get back on a regular schedule to the best of our ability without cheating our family and our church and our scholastic pursuits. Now, what I have done is sat down with John. And John and I have just recorded a catch-up episode, a sort of behind-the-scenes episode, one that is not so much about the historical Jesus as much as it is about what's going on with Vinny and John. Without further ado, here is my pre-recorded interview, sitting down with Jonathan Martin and getting caught up. Listeners probably think that you went MIA on me, um, and it's all your fault. We've not been recording. I would be happy to be your scapegoat. Yeah, no. Life has been busy. My life has been busy. And the irony is, I think, John, the last episode I <laughs> I released was an episode where I said, I've been really busy, I'm really apologetic, and I'm, I'm going to start keeping up. But like now, it's been probably about four to five months since we've done an episode. Yeah, it's 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 been a while. Yeah, in case people have forgotten, I'm Vinny, and this is John. That's me. <laughs> yeah, so basically, let's just like get caught up and sort of like make this a behind the scenes episode. Yeah, I think it's great. I think our listeners uh, deserve an update and uh, deserve to know uh, what's been happening uh, behind the scenes and what has contributed to our hiatus. 
Exactly. So in the past, we've talked a lot about my church and what's been going on in my church. And even particularly in season one before you, John, you know, in some ways, the church was a part of the whole idea and inspiring the idea to do a podcast. But I am no longer at that church. And I guess that's the biggest update, right? Yeah, Um, huge changes. It's been huge changes in my life. So I left my beloved Solid Rock, who I pastored for 11 years and have come to my beloved Vienna. And ironically, they're less than 10 miles down the road from each other. The transition of leaving, like just one of the lessons I've learned on the road here, John, is the transition of leaving places where you have really deep, meaningful relationships that go like over a decade and then to transition to forming new relationships hitting the ground is something that takes in a lot of amount of time and emotional space to do and that that set me back plus i was doing my demon i'm still doing my my doctorate of ministry in adaptive leadership and it was year two and year two was all about the dysfunction of pastors and cleaning up the dis- the emotional intelligence and emotional disconnection of pastors. And so I found myself like going through ending or tapering out of really deep emotional relationships and starting up really new emotional relationships at the same time as I'm studying in my doctorate all about boundaries and being healthy and setting healthy limits and sleeping and not working too much and you know just having this broad spectrum view of balance and then even making rules to maintain that balance in life and so i don't feel guilty i feel sorry that i haven't released episodes but i don't feel guilty i feel maybe a little bit happy that i'm in a place where i can at least update people and think about moving forward that's really good vinnie i'm glad that you were able to find a little bit of balance in the midst of a lot of the chaos that's been happening. Um, and and I'm actually really happy that you did. Um, you know, even if that meant that we weren't able to record as much or as frequently or as often as we had maybe originally planned or thought that we would, I'm glad that you personally we're able to find balance in the midst of this transition. Everybody knows that a move, well, a change in jobs is already a top stressor, but not only did you do a change in in jobs from one church to another, um, but you were also doing a move physically. You were moving from one house to another because even though you're just 10 miles apart from your previous location, I mean, that's 10 miles in the metro DC area and that that's the difference between you know a, a 15 minute drive and you know an hour and 15 minute drive yep. so you know those 10 miles make a make a huge difference in your area and so I guess what I'm trying to say here is uh, congratulations to you because you did something that a lot of people would not do, especially a lot of people in our line of work, a lot of people in, in, in ministry 
would not find that kind of balance because people who who join the ministry who feel called to the ministry who feel like what they're doing is god's calling on their life a lot of times we will work ourselves to death trying to fulfill that calling and i don't think that's necessarily god's plan for us either um he doesn't you know jesus is the one who said come to me all you who are weak and heavy laden and i will give you rest right and so if we're not finding rest if we're not finding balance in our ministries then we're doing something wrong and our ministries will suffer as a result and so i'm, I'm glad that you were able to be willing to do the hard thing because i know it was hard for you to give up uh recording but I'm, I'm glad that you were able to do the hard thing and do this for, for your ministry, for yourself, and for your family. I think the recording, and it's a good opportunity to sort of be behind the scenes with our listeners. The recording is really the fun part and the easy part. And that's the reason that John signed up for the recording part. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, hundred percent facts. I, I'm late. I'm the lazy partner in 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 this uh, relationship. The hard part comes after. It's the tediously editing out the gaffes and the internet breakups and you know any noise. You know, I just replaced my clock, John, because it was a. It was a ticking clock and it was showing up on my microphone. So I had to go buy a new clock, you know, like yeah. that's the tedious things. And I have attention deficit. And so those little things just drive me nuts and I've got to fix them. And so, yeah, I, I have missed the record because the recording is fun. Telling a story of Jesus is fun. Yes. However, in my transition, yeah, the first part of my transition, I was driving 15 miles each way in Metro DC on the 495 to 66. We're in traffic. And so it was a multiple change just to let people know. Um, I changed my workplace and my son changed his school. And we knew we'd be physically moving to the campus as well. And we have completed that physical move just this month, um, just last week, actually. In the beginning, though, before we completed that physical move, I would need to transport my son to school and leave really early in the morning to get through DC traffic and then, you know, pick him up while I'd be at the church. He'd come and he'd crash on the couch in my office and then I'd take him home late at night. And that was really stressful. I was also very blessed because at the same time, there's a parsonage here on campus. So there's a parsonage, a large church and a school and so they were remodeling the parsonage and that's why we didn't move right away and so it, it kind of like extended out what was going on in my life mm -hmm. but was well worth it you know so now my house is still completely in boxes like i can't even i don't even know what shirt i'm gonna wear tomorrow because everything's in a box someplace um but all about 90 percent of everything i own is in the right place uh, I just can't find where it is in that place. <laughs> but my people, my family, the school, the church, are all in one place. Transitioning is difficult but worth it because at the end of the day, I've been able to maintain with proper boundaries relational integrity with leaders from my old congregation and transition those relationships from being, you know, pastor, member to just friends who care about each other, who spent the last 11 years doing life together and we're just down the road, you know, let's let's go out and get a pizza sometime kind of friends. 
while forming beautifully new and re-energizing uh, relationships here in this new campus. I think it's just like a really ideal situation for my personal life at the moment because we live right next door on the campus. I'm pastoring out of this office, which they can't see, but they can hear me speaking into my microphone. And my son is at basketball practice just across the parking lot at the school. And it's like we've built this new sort of rhythm, this new sort of life in a slightly bigger church and campus, but building relationships that are all sort of maintained in one entity and not losing friendships from the old entity. It's kind of a really cool thing. And I don't know. I always enjoy developing new relationships with people you know nothing about as well. Uh, I was out doing a visit last night and this person was just telling me that the person was 89 years old, a very healthy 89 years old. They're just telling me all these rich stories about their life and I was just like fascinated about <laughs> all the things that, you know, and that's the beauty of a transition. Like there's this newness in relationships and stuff. As hard as transitions are, I remember from my time uh, pastoring, you know, there there's a little bit of anxiety there, you know, especially when you're in that kind of that limbo where, you know, you're leaving and you haven't quite left yet. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there There's mm -hmm. a little bit of of anxiety uh, there as you're trying to tie up certain loose ends and, you know, reassure uh, the church members about what's happening. And, you know, but. I, I do remember that when you get to that new place, there it's almost like a uh, this moment of reinvigorating yourself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And and all of a sudden you see all these possibilities, mm -hmm. and, and and you see all these possible directions that God could be leading, and exactly. then you're just trying to figure out, hey, what, where is God actually leading? Because I can see all the possibilities, but where is God taking me next? And so there's something energizing about that as a pastor. Um, in, in just kind of living in expectation of the awesome things that God is going to do. Um, and, and so I can totally relate to your experience on that. Family is really well integrated and or even maybe more active in many ways. This is just a bigger church with more things happening and more places to fit the basketball, the soccer, there's, you know, other school activities and programs going on. There's pathfinders and youth programs. And, you know, my backyard is often used here as a hangout for youth events and stuff. So like, it's just a more integrated approach. And yeah, when we speak about integration, I've been watching you. We have to give them an update on your life as well. I, I've been watching you um, integrate your previous career into your current career, although you might not agree with my terminology. Because um, I don't think that Bible teachers are supposed to be baptizing. I think, like, you're stepping on my job here, man. I'm going to have the union guys come and talk to you about not taking... Because uh, I haven't seen you um, do some baptisms out there. Yeah, you know, when... When I transitioned from pastoring to teaching, um, I did it because I legitimately felt God calling me uh, to do what I'm currently doing, which is teaching Bible 
in a classroom to middle school students, right? These are seventh and eighth graders who I primarily work with. And I'll tell you what, that's like basically going on a foreign mission because, because you know, young people and youth culture changes constantly and so what it what middle school was like when i was in middle school is nothing like what middle school is like now and yet god is literally calling me to this quote-unquote foreign mission field literally diving head first and surrounding myself around a ton of gen zers and literally trying to figure out how to minister and present the gospel to these students. And so what I'm doing is I don't, yes, my official title is teacher. And, and I have that here on my ID uh, and, and Vinny can see it through the Zoom, right? And so, yes, my official title is teacher, but on the back of that little ID, I have my ministerial credentials, which say that I'm an ordained pastor in good standing. And so I see myself as fulfilling that role that Paul talked about of being pastor teacher. And, and yes, I'm teaching. I have to plan lessons every day. I have to grade papers. You know, I have to prepare my students for the the unit tests that we're doing but at the end of the day the way that i approach my work is less like a teacher and more like a pastor and so god has been at work and yes i've been baptizing students i i've done bible studies outside of my regular bible classes uh with students i'm currently doing bible studies with a couple eighth graders and we're looking at baptisms for them and god is still at work and he is still doing awesome things through through the ministry that he has called me to here uh, at the school. You know, not to paint everything super rosy and amazing and happy. There are times where it's difficult. And there's times where I have to question, like, <laughs> God, you know, if you want to take this cup away from me, like Jesus prayed, you know, go ahead and, and do that. There's There's moments like that where it's really hard. But then there are moments where God shows me that in spite of it all, and in spite of myself sometimes, real ministry happens. I think I was telling you, you know, the other day, you know, last week, I had this awesome, powerful moment with a group of, of eighth grade boys um, that that we had some deep and powerful conversations, um, which if you know anything about 13 and 14 year old boys, you know that standing still to have deep and powerful conversations is not necessarily something that happens often, right. <laughs> you know? And yet that's what we were doing. And we were having these awesome God moments. Um, and so, yeah, I see God at work in, in what I get to do every single day um and honestly i i consider myself a little bit lucky because i feel like i'm doing and fulfilling what god has has called me to do so john um this, this is kind of a behind the scenes episode 
and just sort of checking in and getting caught up with people. Tell our listeners, I want I want to use this little time to to connect past just like telling them about the historical Jesus and the rabbi Jesus. Like all that stuff is like why we're here. But it's easier to teach people when they when there's some sort of relational integrity and congruency and connection. So so John, what do you do outside of you know, your hybrid pastor teaching, baptizing work. What 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 does John do for fun? Yes, you know, I, I think a lot of times, you know, going back to that word balance that you introduced mm-hmm. to us a little bit earlier, right? Am I just hyper-spiritual all the time? Am I always doing Bible studies and dunking students uh, in water uh, through baptism? Like, is that all that I do? Uh, no. Um, that's not, you know, it's a lot of what I do, but it's not all that I do. Um, one thing um, that we have started doing as a way to kind of strike balance in our family life is uh, we decided that, you know, we wanted to be a little bit more intentional about uh, making memories as a family. Um, and so one of the ways that our family has really enjoyed uh, making those memories is going cruising. Uh, one of the, ad- the advantages and one of the great things about living in Florida is that we have access to a ton of cruise ports and a ton of cheap cruises, to be honest, where we can literally just hop on a ship, go to some private island in the Caribbean and enjoy the best beach day ever just, you know, as a family. Um, And that has been really awesome to do, you know, uh, with my family. You know, not everybody knows this, but, you know, like my wife is a travel nurse. And so she's away half the time. Um, and, And so then I'm teaching and I have my kids and we're all kind of busy, you know, and my kids, they're in band and, and they're learning instruments and they're doing other extracurricular things. And so a lot of time life takes us all these different ways, but we've really enjoyed the moments where we can come together and cruising has kind of been that thing for us. And we've really, we've really enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, we already got one booked uh, for right when school Uh, right before school starts, actually, at the end of July. But that's just one thing that I like to do. Another thing that I like to do is I'm a huge foodie and I love food and I love good food. As a matter of fact, my brother gets mad at me when he like suggests a restaurant and either one, I don't like the restaurant or number two, um, I won't, I'm not even willing to try the restaurant because I tell them I can make that food better at home. And and so, you know, I think COVID has really kind of sparked this. Um, you know, a couple of years ago when everything was shut down, we were at home and we didn't have anything else to do. And so I kind of decided to use my creativity in learning how to prepare foods. And so I've really expanded the types of food that I like. I'm making bread from scratch now, you know, and and I'm making pasta from scratch. And I'm just doing all kinds of things in the kitchen and and really pushing myself, you know, and, and starting to explore cuisines, you know, and, and learning, you know, Filipino food and Japanese food and 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 Indian food and uh, South American foods. And I'm just kind of really expanding and pushing the limits on on what I can do culinarily. And my kids are 
loving it. As a matter of fact, my kids will literally go to potlucks now at church and they'll be like, you need to try my dad's food. It's like way better than like, <laughs> you know, or, or they'll start pointing, pointing dishes out to people and be like, my dad made that you really should, should try uh, what my dad make. And so like my kids are like, they're like my PR hype man, you know, and they're, they're literally just trying to like cause a stir so that people can try the food that I'm making. Uh, cause my kids are really liking it. Yeah. Um, I've been teaching Jose, my son, how to, um, do some very minor cooking, just like, you know, simple stuff in the kitchen. But, um, for him, it's just like, everything's like, Oh, this is better than Gordy, Gordon Ramsay. You know, <laughs> Gordon Ramsay would approve of this, you know, like it's <laughs> like fried hot dogs or something. right? <laughs> Well, you know, um, I have tried some of Gordon Ramsay's recipes uh, in, in just my attempts to expand my abilities in the kitchen. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with Gordon Ramsay. And there's nothing wrong with the random fried hot dog here and there. You know, sometimes in the simplicity, there there is uh, there is some good stuff there. And actually, that's one thing that I have learned in my cooking is like, you don't always have to be complex. Sometimes the best dishes are the most simple ones you know and i guess i've kind of started to learn to like get mad every time i eat out now because like i'll go to a restaurant and with the prices being the way that they are now like you know you're spending 20 dollars on a dish and i'm just like i could make this and oftentimes I'll go home and make that exact same dish. And then like, that's it. I'm not going to that restaurant anymore. Um, so <laughs> as a matter of fact, my wife will sometimes suggest that like we go out on a date or something. And, and then I'm just like, yeah, but I want to try something new. And I want to go like to eat somewhere that has food that I can't make. And then she's like, well, there goes like everything because like, what, <laughs> what can't you make? <laughs> right you're, you're you're even making your own eggs now right yeah yep yeah. that's another hobby that i have Vinny. i have backyard chickens so like i live you know in a very urban area and uh my wife and i we built a a chicken coop in our yard and we have uh, several chickens in there and they're providing us with these fresh beautiful delicious eggs um and we don't have to pay the market price for them that the market price is like crazy now right? oh man like i am so <laughs> as a matter of fact i just put in my order for some new baby chicks that are going to be delivered and check this out though like i thought i was going to get my chicks here in the next few weeks demand for chickens have gone up significantly i couldn't get my order placed for delivery until may and i placed my orders just you know maybe two or three weeks ago i placed my orders um and so i'm literally ha it's a four five month wait just to get baby chicks and then even after you get the chicks it's like you know at least um 20 weeks uh, before before you get your first egg, uh, depending on the breed. So there's still a journey ahead of me, but I'm just kind of preparing myself for when my older hens stop laying, I have these new hens to kind of replace because there ain't no way I'm paying five, six, seven dollars for a dozen eggs. No way. 
Not at the rate you're making pasta. You're going to need those eggs. <laughs> well, that's true, too. <laughs> and, and, and you've been growing your hair out, John? Yeah, I've been growing my hair out since covid actually you know yeah my hair is actually pretty long and it's it's down a little bit past my shoulders now and just last week we had crazy hair day at school and i decided to let my hair down and all of my students were like you look like jesus because i have a beard uh, uh, as well right so i have a beard and 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 my hair is down they're just and my students are all like you look like jesus and i look them in the eye and i tell them that's because i try to look more and more like jesus every day and so should you <laughs> so i'm even taking my hair and turning it into a spiritual lesson well we're Wrapping up here, but I just wanted to sort of like touch base with people, let them know why we haven't had any episodes of our podcast come out, reassure them yet a second time that um, we will start back up. Yes. Yeah. In those, uh, in that 10% of boxes that you haven't unpacked, Vinny, uh, we gotta, we gotta pull out those already recorded episodes uh, and get them, get them on. Right. Right. So I, I think we have about two or three already recorded episodes. Um, it's just really about the editing and how long that takes. We've had some equipment upgrades along the way. So hopefully going forward, editing will be not taking as much as it has in the past. We have an episode coming up. I'm going to try to uh, release it within two weeks of the time that you're listening to this episode. Um, that is my goal, to try to return to some sort of normalcy after a lot of transition. And now, Vinny, don't, don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> Either that or you don't release this episode for another four weeks. <laughs> you know, that's what I was thinking when I was saying it. That's why I didn't say in two weeks in the day, but from two weeks from when you're hearing this, John. Yeah. I, I was expecting you to come at me it was something cool, but you're not a Star Wars fan. But you did come with like, uh, there is no tribe, any there is do or do not. Since you hate Star Wars so much, you you, you don't have any of the cool comeback ones. Cool is, uh, I'm not sure that word means what you think it means. Sure, Vinny. That's why podcasts exist, that we can disagree. I feel like if we're going to disagree about movies, we should be on your brother's podcast. Isn't your brother that has a podcast about movies? This is about Jesus, right? By the way, look up uh, Jonathan's brother. Go ahead, drop the name of his podcast. All right, yeah, my, uh, my brother's podcast is from a certain point of view, and his show is called Real Movie Critic versus uh, Synagogue. Since we're dropping podcast references, both John and I will be appearing in a podcast episode of the Potomac Pastors podcast. In that episode, I will be interviewing John on why he is called to be a pastor who teaches in schools rather than preaches in pulpits. So you don't want to miss that episode of the Potomac Pastors podcast which you can find on Buzzsprout or by simply putting the Potomac Pastors Podcast in Google. It will be one of the top results. I believe that episode with John and I comes out around February 15th depending upon when you're listening to this. Listen, one more last thing I want to say today. Thank you for being a supporter of our podcast. Thank you for hanging in in this unusual sort of catch-up episode, this behind-the-scenes kind of goofy episode, but we wanted to get something out there, 
and we will return to our normal format very shortly. We cannot stop thanking God for the opportunity to serve you. We're looking forward to your comments. We're looking forward to your suggestions. We're looking forward to any feedback you may want to give us going into season three as we wrap up season two. God bless you. Listening to a podcast produced by simplyvinny.com. Stop by our website, read our blog, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and all that jazzy promotional stuff. But remember, I'm the podcaster that likes to remind you when life throws a monkey wrench at your head, Jesus is still the logo. The reason, the logic, the word that builds your life back all the way to the kingdom of God. Until next time, God will be blessing you. See you at the next podcast.